Hi there, my name is John Falola. Thank you for joining me on today's episode titled True Relationships. Our anchor scripture is from Amos, the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 3. Two, do two work together except they make an appointment and have agreed? I like that translation. It makes it clear terms. You can't go into any relationship, any kind of relationship, except both parties want it to happen. So that's why I always laugh when people think they can force somebody to be in their life. It's not possible. You know, over the years, I've tried to be part of people's lives whom I thought I was going to contribute value to, especially when they know that you carry value. But the truth about it is, the more I tried, the more distance we became. So this led to me being able to classify my relationships and be able to understand my spouse. And without a doubt, without a doubt, I tell people, I want to be a successful husband to a successful wife. I've always had a vision and mission in mind, basically. Because I want my home to be a model home. Not just because I want people, for, people to see for optics. I want the woman in my life to always be happy. Not just happy, to always be fulfilled. Not just being fulfilled, to always be grateful for my presence in her life. You know, there's been this uh, discussions around town or around the whole world now that money can't satisfy any man or woman. Money that couldn't make any man or woman stay in a relationship. And, you know, money can amplify the kind of home you have. But the true wealth is not money. The true wealth is the personal ability to create abundance, abundance of whatever it is you want, whether money, whether wealth, you know. By wealth, I mean that to have a wealthy home is a, is a presence. It's, a, it's an atmosphere of abundance. And even your children, you know, the, guy, uh, the family you've raised have a sense of abundance. You know, they have a sense of value. Their values in human lives, their value relationships. They see themselves as not beneath anybody. You know, I personally have a value system. I want to see my own. I want to see character. I want to see, you know, compassion. I want to see... You know, the culture of competence. I want to see my children develop capacity to be large-hearted, or my to see my spouse or myself become a person with a large heart, not not just for others but for our loved ones, for our family, for our immediate family, for our extended families. You know, to be able to conceptualize the fact that out of everything we have given, a fraction must be set aside to 
be a blessing to your family, to be a blessing to your friends, to be a blessing to your community, to be a blessing to your nation and large. On the highest level of fulfillment, to be a blessing to the globe. So it's okay to have aspirations to wealth, to have aspirations to, you know, being a successful being. But the level of significance I want, especially in terms of my relationships, is you to have a fulfilled family, is you to have amazing friendships, is you to build on establishing, you know, top-notch acquaintances. There are people, it's not everybody you can always build a close relationship with. There must be acquaintances, I, I, how are you doing that all, and that's it. But you both know each other and you know that you guys are, you know, you're not enemies, you're just people who wish each other well. Now number four is needle movers. You need needle movers in your life. You know, people that make things work around you. Relationships that make that amplifies your voice, that amplifies your purpose, that amplifies your resources. Relationships that amplify everything that you represent as an human being. If you're blessed with people like this, and we can also be such people to others. So what happens is that let's say they're doing they have a success rate of 50%. When you step into their lives, you could be amplified into 500% or 1000%. That's why the Bible says one shall chase a thousand. Two shall chase 10,000. That means that you need needle movers in your life. And if you're privileged, and I mean, and I mean privileged, that your spouse is also a needle mover in your life, made in heaven. Because ideally, you're both meant to be needle movers in your lives. And being needle movers in your lives helps you guys develop depths of relationship that you get to a point that both of you can you can't think of divorce you can't think of living and this is something i always and always make known to my spouse and when i'm saying spouse you are thinking That this guy have a stereotype arrangement or something, huh? I'm privileged, I'm blessed to uh, to know an amazing woman, and I'm I'm this kind of guy that if I have my mind locked on something, it's done. If I'm not going to do something, I'm not going to do it. So back to the context of discussion. The whole idea of being in a marriage is for you guys to understand each other's, you know, values, to be able to complement each other, 
to the point that each of you can help each other achieve your individual purposes without clashing with your own purpose in life in the first place the only reason why you came together is because you guys have you had a common ground you know you have something to offer each other and this is not nothing to do with money yes people marry because of money fine that is and there's no there's nothing bad there you just need to be open about it i'm saying people marry because of maybe you have someone has a lot of money to give to them and they decide that this is the kind of person i want it's fine everybody have preferences and there's nothing to judge anybody about everybody have their reasons of going into a relationship number five is time wasters these are people who don't necessarily know what they want but they want to keep you in their life in an infinity loop they don't actually know when, when they want to settle down or when they want to or maybe they want to define your relationship as you know a proper relationship especially in a romantic setting but they just keep you around you you know keep you around their lives and even when some other guy or some other lady come around or uh, to show or catch it the interest of this person that his or her time is being wasted they still go about intruding that person's capacity of choice and i call these people the people you flee from you run away from them because they don't know what they want but they want to keep others in captivity and the cobwebs of their own relationship recklessness and the truth about it is this is not to judge anybody because I believe in life we all learn lessons if we don't grow in life if we don't learn from our lives we're not growing we're not fulfilling anything we're just existing and we all know that time is of the essence in life our life is broken down into our lifetime that means that every moment you spend with your loved one is important and at this point i would like to share the quotes from my mentor he would say to me every morning he sends me a quote probably something his own words designed already and there was one that caught my attention okay i read i am paraphrasing now it would say love what you do love the folks in your life and love your partner it says those are the three things that keeps you within the jurisdiction of having a fulfilled life and if you look at those things what a lot of people gravitate towards is not there that's money what a lot of people gravitate towards is i understand that if you live in a in a third world where survival is at its peak everybody's striving for survival but trust me the big question you ask yourself is you don't beat poverty by poverty mindset 
you don't beat poverty by if you if you even have more money and you have poverty mindset you will come back to square one so you need to develop capacity to use your money and when your opportunity comes to have exponential wealth to increase your wealth to be able to multiply your wealth that being said number six you have naysayers there are people in your life you need them they give you critical feedbacks they would never see you do positive things they would always see you or your ideas as stupid they will always see you as a threat so there are two categories of naysayers because they lack a past to tell you that you're doing something right they try to manifest in making your life miserable you know they give you critical feedbacks so don't even go as far as giving you destructive criticism you know what you need to do is to take all those things in see what is important because we all need feedback in life if you want to feel the pulse of how well you are doing listen to all what others have to say about you and the truth about this is that some people will never tell you how well you are doing so you need to have your own self-assessment of how true you are to yourself especially when people are envious of how you've come about your life of how you've come to decide to live your life you know the art of man you don't know how wicked or good it is till you come close or you hear things you say about you or you hear things that's been talked about you so you need naysayers especially when you want to know what not to do you know there was a time in my life But there were times in my life, the fact that I had naysayers tell me things I could not do or things that you know they feel I cannot do. Sport, I channeled that energy to achieve that thing that I thought was impossible. So it has its pros and cons. Your job is to channel everything into pros for you to run with. For instance, you ask a lady out or you're trying to be in a relationship and she says no, there's a yes waiting for you down the road. And trust me, it will be worth it when you find the yes. But to be a mutually beneficiary or beneficial relationship, rather. And when you find that yes, you need to learn to appreciate it because those who said no, give you reason to become a better man or woman a no is not final a no doesn't mean anything it's just a feedback that you not found the right person for you and the amazing fact about it is that the person that told you no might not be deserving of your love might not be deserving of the fact that you're an amazing being they cannot phantom the fact that you can your kind of person exists and some people beat themselves up over a no. The fact that someone told you a no is a proof that a yes exists. You need to find the person. 
I'm saying this because when you find that person, you would feel life come alive. You feel not just a sensation, no. you know that you are with the right person. Because everything begins to make sense. Your dreams, your aspirations, your life goals begins to make sense. Trust me. I have found one like that. Number seven is enablers. We all need enablers in our lives. We need people who don't take anything from you. Enablers could be mentors. Enablers could be your coach. Enablers could be those who help you unleash your greatness. Could be your friends. Enablers could be even your relatives. But most importantly, they are most likely mentors. They allow you to climb on their back and fulfill that in which you carry or that essence of your existence. And they are never threatened by all you can achieve because their joy is to see you become everything that they could not become. It's to see you become an extension of the reality of their lives. You know, there's a proverb in my motherland that goes towards, you know, that's a thing of joy for a son to achieve the things the father couldn't achieve. Because at the, at the end of it, the success of the son is regarded as a fact that the father raised the son well. Number eight now is Transformers. These are people that comes into your life. They come into life and all they do is to help you reinvent possibilities. There are people who come into your life and your life become transformed from a reality into a better reality. Obviously, it could be negative transformers as well. People who come into people's life and the life goes downward spiral. And that's not a good thing at all. But kind of transformers I'm referring to are people who come into your life and they amplify your successes. They help you achieve successes that were not possible by your own effort. They give you access. They give you, you know, room to create Or to transform into a superior being. So, here and then, I would like you to know this. Amongst these eight categories, from number one is family, number two is friends, number three is acquaintance, number four is need needle movers, number five is time wasters, number six is naysayers, number seven is enablers, number it is transformers. You need to identify your relationships and classify them based on that. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that your spouse or your wife to be or your girlfriend comes in the category of family. 
especially when there's been an introduction especially when there's been you know um that cross-pollination of relationship between these families and it gets a point where intimate relationship you know becomes a family because you can't do without each other but truth about this is the beauty of life is for us to be true to our relationships however crazy life can be and someone would say to me i remember a question being asked that we live in a dispensation where everybody cheats i beg to differ we live in a dispensation where those you know cheat but there are people who don't cheat everybody has a tendency to cheat but it takes discipline and decision to be true to your values and true to whom you choose to be everybody has a tendency to cheat for me I believe when you subdue yourself to a higher level of covenant because a marriage or an intimate relationship is between you your spouse and God at the center so if you have a good relationship with God because the goal of a marriage is to remind us of God's relationship within the church and himself and the church is the body of Christ not a physical edifice the rule of marriage that's why it is under huge attack marriage is meant to be a submission between the both spouses to God Almighty when you understand the power of submission the idea of you know superiority does not exist in their home that's where the spouse both male and female show themselves kind gestures there's nothing bad in a man going to the kitchen to assist a woman there's nothing bad in a woman being proactive to help a man in any area she feels he needs help in his life there's no defined model of a marriage you can make it what works for you there's no man or outside of what God has said I thought about it is there are some people who will never I repeat who will never be able to succeed in marriage especially with this wrong ideologies or self-inflicted ideology that they hide behind feminism feminism is a fantastic ideology where women are empowered to be all they can be right but the idea that in the institution of your own a woman should be superior to a man is wrong and this is not to ratify or say that a man is also superior to the woman actually based on the hierarchy of the will of god it's god the head of the home which is the man the wife 
the children. So as a man of your home, you're the head of the home and you're meant to be a priest of the home. You're meant to be the one who provides spiritual covering, who provides financial covering, who provides physical covering, who provides even intellectual covering. And there's nothing bad with your wife being more successful than you are. It's only insecure men who don't know their essence. And there's nothing more dishonorable when a woman becomes successful and begins to talk down on the husband. As a matter of fact, those kind of women don't build a good home. Because I've come to realize that the best of homes are homes where the issue of finances has been dealt with. Has been dealt with even even before it started. You know that the issue of finances doesn't determine who's got to respect who in the house. And trust me, romance makes a lot of sense when finances don't get it twisted. I love to give my woman a good truth. Yeah. But it's quite so it's quite important for us to place money in, in its right place or finances in its right place. Because if you have a solid relationship, money cannot be far fetched from your home. Because where whatever you agree as a couple is possible, you have got years for it. So long as you're doing a legitimate what kind of business or you're in business or you have a career you're pursuing so long as you're in agreement together anything is possible and it's okay to have a separate financial model operated but the truth is that there must be a common ground because for God so loved the world he gave there's no love without giving. There's no love without sacrificial giving. So a lot of people want to be loved, want to be married, but they don't want to give themselves sacrificially. It goes for both male and female. A lot of female around the world today go into marriage to take, not to give. That's why we are having an imbalanced model in, in homes. If you find your husband not coming home, Staying out with the guys, drinking and coming, check yourself. Ask yourself, do you give him peace of mind? Ask yourself that, do you make your home stable? You found your woman, you know, visiting other men or probably not staying within the context of your marriage. Ask yourself, what are you doing wrong? Let's not make an excuse for those who have, who are exceptionally ruthless in this kind of act who will never and never buy the idea of being with one partner there are people who just continue being like that and those people if they know they can't honor 
the person they are in a relationship they should not bother being in a relationship they can be having open-ended relationship with other people that have the same values like them because marriage is not really meant for everybody but it's a beautiful thing When you have marriage within the context of God's perfect will, and if your family is built out of God's kind of template of a man and a woman, you know, godly kids, then those two can build a nation out of their businesses. They can build a nation out of their endeavors. They are even in a good stead to lead any nation into manifestation because the first nation you are given is a family and the family is the smallest unit of any nation so your family is your first obligation as a contribution to, to the society so in rounding off I'd like you to reflect and categorize your relationship into all of these that we've listed. Family, friends, acquaintances, needle movers, time wasters, naysayers, enablers, and transformers. And pay attention to the ones you need to pay attention to. To the naysayers, pay attention for feedback. Weigh their pulses to make you know that you're on the right track. Trust me, when they are saying no, 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 that's when you are on the right track of doing something that has never existed before. I'll give you an example. A lot of people got a lot of no's and gave up. For other people, the no's give them motivation to keep looking for what they need. So which one would you be? Even as a salesman, I know that even the nose are a proof that you're, you're, not, you're, you're not talking with the right person or you're not talking with somebody that, that, that can make a decision on buying. So, I look forward to you joining me on the next episode. But remember the scriptures, the anchor scripture for this message. The two work together except they make an appointment and have agreed there's no relationship without an, an, an agreement a mutually convenient agreement especially for the family especially for marriages even for organizations you same thing applies to every walk of life even for your friendships you guys have to have mutual agreement common ground My prayer is that as you begin to make amends, as you begin to change your perspective, as you begin to seek for God's wisdom to direct you in terms of your decision, in terms of the kind of home you want to build, in terms of the kind of husband or wife you seek, I pray that you become a better person that can attract the better 
husband or the wife that you seek. Because the journey starts with you. I pray that you will take your eyes off others and focus on you. Because the moment you change, you can attract a valuable, valuable relationship. And I pray that your ego, your habits don't make you lose out consistently on amazing relationships or societal expectations that you had in your mind don't make you lose out on God's blessings for you for in Jesus wonderful in my prayer so I really hope that on the last day you don't go and meet God and God will tell you I brought over a hundred good men at different junction of your life and it was you who messed up every other, every every of them and for the male i hope that on the last day you will not meet god and god will say i brought over a hundred amazing women women rather across your path and you did not pick any of them or you did not become the person that could be with any of them so it's a personal journey I have found mine I want to say I found mine my esteem is tied to myself my esteem is tied to who I am to who I have become or who I'm still trying to become and now I have a clarity for the kind of person I want to be with and I treasured this person with all of my heart and she knows my intent. She knows that I would love her till forever. She knows that I ain't a player. She knows that I'm true to my words. And trust me, she knows that when I say yes, I say yes. When I say no, I say no. It's that simple. Sometimes you get into a lot of trouble because you're talking to the wrong people. Wrong values, wrong beliefs. I really hope that you understand that the most critical ingredient in that relationship. So here's me wishing you a fulfilling week and a great day ahead. Thank you for joining me.